When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pablo Torre, Emily Kaplan, Tim Kalashaw, Clinton Yates. All-Star Weekend. Skills. Threes. Fours. Sylvia Fowles, first dunk in 13 years. But all anybody could notice was the size of the MVP trophy the league gave Kelsey Plum. Oh, no. It's an urn for your gerbil. I mean, it is. I mean, Pinky's out. Wow. Novak Djokovic, Wimbledon number seven, his fourth straight, his 21st major overall. Cartoon numbers. And speaking of cartoons, that it was Djokovic, Kyrgios, in flagrante delecto. Yes, of course. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> Point off, and you'll just relax every time. Every time. What did you say? Body love. Body stop. Why? So that was Why how he talks to his supporters in the box, included his parents and his girlfriend. What's in the box, by the way, is a reference to a 30-year-old movie. Okay? It's called Seven. Mm, You're throwing on at 2 in, yeah. in the morning after a couple bottles of uh, whatever you like to drink and, and enjoy yourself. All right. Tim Kalashaw, what did we just witness with yes. Djokovic and Kyrgios and the box and this Wimbledon? Well, we just witnessed something we'd all wondered about. What would it be like if Nick Kyrgios ever actually made it to a Grand Slam final? And here, partly because Nadal couldn't play in the semifinal, this happened. We got an underhand serve. We got between-the-leg shots that were remarkable shots. And we got a meltdown for no apparent reason, uh, you know, early in the second set that he couldn't get over pretty much for the rest of the match. Even though the fourth set went to a tiebreaker, and if he'd have played a little better if he could have won any of his serve points in that. He might have pushed it to five sets. That's not to say Djokovic wasn't going to win. Mm-hmm. He's won 39 straight yeah, matches yeah, yeah. on center court. He was going to win one way or another. But the Kyrgios meltdown, it's so frustrating to see a fascinating player who, who, who just loses it so frequently and loses interest, really, uh, for, for no discernible reason. Linton Yates. I think we also figured out that this is basically what we're going to get from Kyrgios. The question was answered. The setup for how he got there, it put everything in place in order for him to have an opportunity to actually take this, and you saw what we saw. As for Djokovic, though, I think this was a relatively humanizing tournament. We're talking about a guy pretty well known for temper tantrums and decisions that have kept him out Mm -hmm, of tournaments. mm -hmm. After he wins, he thanks his family. He talks to Nick. He says, hey, we're bros now. I actually thought this was a pretty good moment for him, somebody who otherwise kind of had a reputation as a bit of, you know, kind of an immature player. Pablo Torre. Yeah, I mean, Nick Kyrgios is one of those guys that I wish I felt less guilty about finding fascinating, Tony. There is the serious stuff, right? Domestic assault allegations being investigated in Australia. But now there is this scene that gives me the secondhand cringe 
that I sort of only know from when you're in a grocery store and another family is fighting. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. I don't want to be here. I don't want to see this. But it's at the All England Club, Tony. Yeah. It is yeah. in front of royalty. Yeah. I cannot and imagine. And what could he possibly want more or less from them? I mean, exactly. Just... What did you want from your family? What is the family in return? The girlfriend, the dad, the sister. What are they supposed to do? Just like lie to you and clap harder? Like all of this was like a bizarre version of when Jeb Bush said, please clap, except it's also the opposite in many ways. So all of this just okay. to say yeah. Yeah. that this was a fascinating psychology experiment and Novak Djokovic, for all of his dominance, was not the most fascinating part of it to me. Also fascinating psychology experiment is how we're all pronouncing Nick Kyrgios's name. Emily Kaplan, I turn to you. <laughs> Nick Kyrgios is fascinating to me because this is one of those guys that needs to get off on controversy and creates controversy even when there isn't one. I was more amused by the woman that he accused having 700 drinks because the intrepid Daily Mail found that woman and she only had two drinks. It was one Pimm's Cup okay, and one Rosé. And even better, she said she was there to support Kyrgios, which is hilarious. But on the Jokovic side, I think that that's something pretty impressive that he did. Let's take the politics of the vaccination aside. Here's someone who was thrust in an international controversy, missed a bunch of tournaments, revealed that he had a very serious injury and pretty intensive rehab this year, enters this tournament and wins it with pretty much dominance, including against this guy who had two days rest. Now, given it was a weekend field, including not having the number one player there, not having Nadal that he had to face, but still, this is a pretty impressive so win So your view of Djokovic uh, evolved a little bit while watching this, it sounds like, as well, because Djokovic now, no U.S. Open as it currently stands for him because of his vaccination status. There's the political side of that, as we are now, of course, as you all know, two and a half years into the pandemic. But also the numbers side, 22 majors, Nadal's record is within reach. You know, his last couple of years could have, he could be ahead now. Still feels like he could get there. If this is the end of his major season, Tim, is it a triumphant ending with 21 or, or disappointing? This feels triumphant in winning a seventh Wimbledon. I don't know how you can look at it overall as triumphant. His best tournament is Australia. He's won it nine times. He's been deported from there. He may not be able to go back to there for three years. He'll play in the U.S. Open before he gets to play in Australia again. Um, and, and it feels in its own weird way unfair that Rafa is getting to play four majors a year and, and, and now Djokovic, because of his own decision, obviously, is only playing in two and it's really hard to well, win the Well, it's certainly not unfair. I mean, he is making his own decisions as you got he's to making, at the he's, end there. He's the one who's made it. Yes. But what could the number be? Pablo, do you view this as a triumphant ending to his season, or should there be more? No, I mean, Tony, look, he has the courage of his convictions. Is that triumph? I would not say so because I evaluate the convictions as well as the courage. But I will say this, right? We say a lot of the time... We said about Kyrgios, does he really love the game? A guy who's willing to not play Grand Slam events because he has a vaccination opinion, like, does he really love the game that much? To me, that is a fair question when you evaluate, you know, what's being asked of him and what he's not doing. Could change. Uh, we still have another month and, and, and a little few more days after that. Maybe Djokovic. I think it's flying. Maybe, maybe if he took a boat. Maybe if he came here over the boat. That's, that's how our family got here. Hot air balloon. Yacht. We'll move on. Next season ticket promo. Look who's on the image. Kevin Durant. Look who's not on the image. Kyrie Irving. Is it possible? And that's a saying. They'll keep Durant and move Irving along. Hmm. Also, I just want to add that uh, Warriors owner Joe Lacob went on Tim Kawakami's athletic podcast. Didn't mention Durant. Didn't not mention Durant. Didn't say anything was 
going to happen this offseason, but that they would make a move. Did it not say that they wouldn't make a move as well? Pablo, what are you doing with all this KD information? I mean, Tony, a JPEG has never sort of been more disposable than in the year 2022, right? Yes, they made an image great. To me, this feels like negotiation by the Nets. This feels like them saying to everybody, we don't have to give him up, so give us your best offer. But for Joe Lacob, right, like, I think he kicks the tires on this deal, but the reason it won't happen is because Kevin Durant, I have a hard time feeling that he thinks that going to the Warriors will fix what ails him. It's kind of what ails him in the first place, the whole experience he had in Golden State. Does he have control over that, though? Emily Kaplan, how about you? All I know is I'm doing absolutely nothing with that Joe Lacob quote because it sounds like every GM I talk to around the trade deadline of free agency that wants to be very polite about me to me but doesn't want to tell me anything at all. We're going to explore all options to make our team better. The truth is what they would have to do to give up for Durant, like everyone's giving away first-round picks like candy. What the Warriors have is really bad candy because all those first-round picks are going to be late first-round picks or really second-round picks. So they're going to have to give up every single good young roster player, and I just don't think they want to do that. Did Kalashow? Well, my question would be, uh, how many of the good folks in Park Slope and Williamsburg would be rushing to buy season tickets if Kevin Durant's not on there? I mean, what exactly are we buying here if you're saying, yeah, we're getting rid of everybody and we're starting from scratch? I just hope, I, I don't think there's anything to the Warriors stuff. The Warriors have done a great job of retooling that roster. and They can win for a number of years uh, with what they have. I don't think they could do that for more than another year or so with Kevin Durant. And Yates. Yeah, Lakeup throwing out word salads about what may or may not happen I don't think has a lot of significance. This team literally just won the title. Why would you upset the apple cart at this point? That makes no sense. As for the Nets, I continue to be embarrassed just in general as a basketball fan as to how everything seems to be happening in public with this team. There's never anything back channel. It's always at the front door. Shout to Joe Harris and whoever else is on that daggone list. But, again, I don't have any faith that the Nets are going to figure this out in the next month mm. and a half. Not remotely. Mm-hmm. False advertising if he doesn't play for them, though. I think you can ask for your money back, maybe? Uh, probably not. Not in that image was, of course, Kyrie Irving. And here's a report that LeBron is pressuring the Lakers to make a Kyrie Irving trade. Jovan Buha of The Athletics said this on a Hoops Central podcast. Clinton, could he be? And if he is, does it mean it happens? I think this is the critical point for when Planet LeBron and Laker Nation got to decide how they're going to coexist because they've caved to him every single time. And the reason why Westbrook is there to begin with is because of LeBron. But when those two guys can't even sit on the same side of the court at a summer league game when they're on the same team, that is very awkward. So whether or not Kyrie comes is a different discussion than whether or not Westbrook goes, which is a more important issue right now for the Lakers in that Pablo Torre. Yeah, I would call it a badly kept secret that LeBron really wants Kyrie, but I don't think it's secret anymore. Clinton mentioned the Summer League game. Jeannie Buss is out there subtweeting cryptically about what Kobe Bryant would have done. Clearly about Kyrie and LeBron to me. LeBron James, Tony, has a time horizon of now. He is trying to win titles right now. The Lakers have to do it for a longer range sort of vision than that, and that's the tension, and LeBron has always been well, that But what way. possible pressure could he be putting on the team to make a move to get a player when they have nobody to move to begin with? What are the Nets going to be We'll take Westbrook off your hands. Kaplan, uh, what is this? What is this? Is This is just LeBron being the great meddler of our time. Just as Clinton said, like, he meddled to get Russell great Westbrook meddler? because he didn't win a title. <laughs> the great meddler of our time. And then they get Westbrook and it doesn't work out, and now he needs to meddle to figure out a way to fix it. However, I do not think Kyrie is a way to fix it because all that LeBron does in this is that he creates wreckage in his path. Like, look at what happened to the Cleveland Cavaliers. It took them, like, four years to get relevancy after he lost. And to the Lakers, those 2027, 2029 first-round picks, they need to keep those. And LeBron, sorry. You see? 
need not medal. I just think it's the Lakers and LeBron and everybody trying to cross their fingers and say, is there any way to do a Kyrie for Westbrook deal? Can you convince Brooklyn that when Westbrook gets on a kind of a bad team, he's pretty good to have? He does a lot of stuff for you. It's when he gets surrounded by really good players that he becomes a a tremendous detraction to the rest of the unit. The great meddler, Kaplan calls LeBron. You know who he thinks is a meddler? The chefs in the concession stands at Summer League right now. They're like, we got me made all this food for you, LeBron. And he comes in (laughs) with a Ziploc bag from home with his own snacks. Buy or sell on the other side. Yeah, people are saying, like, oh, he's just like us. No, that is a rich guy move. You brought your own special snacks in a bag. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of Happy Hour. What's up, kiddos? I'm Clinton Yates of Around the Horn. Whenever I go to cover games or attend events in Los Angeles, I'm always keeping my eye out for the best-dressed person in the room. I saw Diego Luna at the Andor Red Carpet launch event, Star Wars, folks, and he looked head of state fresh. Now you can also be that person, too, whether you're sitting courtside, attending a fancy dinner, or going to a wedding. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks for way, way less. They start at just $4.99. With Indochino, you can design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, etc. A tailored fit from home. Set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code HORN to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code HORN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Major League Baseball All-Star rosters. This is it. (laughs) This is the list. Look at the names. Names on names on names. Legends, newbies. 66 immortals make the team. And somehow you people have snubs. Jeff Passon. Love you, Jeff. 16 names of snubs, and then he says many more. <laughs> Ty France, one of the players who acknowledged that he was snubbed, and he said, it, you know, he really wished he made the team. Clinton Yates, I turn to you, the all-star roster. Could there really be 16 snubs? No, I talked to Jeff earlier today about this, and he said, what, my list, is it too robust for you? Which was the point. His point he was making is that, in fact, a lot of guys are having really good years in the major leagues that you haven't necessarily have heard of. I would take Will Smith personally because I think he's one of the best hitting catchers, but there's a lot of other great stories this All-Star weekend, such as the Contreras brothers, who are both going to be starting a catcher for both leagues. That's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Tim Kalashaw. 
I mean, there are a couple of guys on that list. Austin Riley looks like he's going to hit about 40 homers for the Braves this year. And Zach Wheeler, his last two starts, 14 shutout innings against St. Louis. Oh, so you have snubs. Okay. In a in a tough Who are you throwing in, out in, of in those 66 start. names, Tim Callahan? Well, the problem is you got to get all these guys from every That's not a problem. So that's, that's your how, problem. That, that's Sounds like happens. a you problem, Tim. It is a meme. Can't problem. handle the high cheese. This show is a meme. Emily Kaplan, how about you? <laughs> yeah, I do think there can be that many snubs, especially amongst pitchers. And here's my issue. The inherent purpose of an all-star game is to reward individual performances even when your team sucks and is under 500 like the White Sox. So Dylan Cease, who has the second highest strikeout rate in the entire league, is not on there. But three Yankees players are who all have a lower ERA, who have a higher... All right, who are you throwing out? You're Whatever. throwing out Nestor? You're throwing Cole. out Cole. I'm getting rid of Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole See, is Tim, That's all it took. You, need to, you just needed yeah. to know one of 66 names to throw out. Pablo Torre, how about you? I want to mourn Will Smith. Clinton threw his name out, but I want to follow up. Will Smith, it is hard to be Will Smith, Tony. You can't Google yourself without finding videos of Will Smith slapping somebody, and now you yourself get slapped in the face by this. He's the best all-around catcher. The game is at Dodger Stadium. Will Smith, I see you. I recognize you. But again, this is not our first rodeo here. You have to throw somebody off the team, Pablo. I guess a Contreras, a Contreras. Yeah, Hold one on, of those they're brothers. They're both starting. Hold on, the catcher one. You're yeah. taking away, along with Otani, the, the best storyline. You have two brothers starting in the All-Star game. How great is that? All right, come on. We'll move on. All-Star Weekend WNBA. Ionescu, skills, Quigley. I mean, dominance. 30-point final round to win her fourth straight three-point competition in the game, which had a split and had fours and had Sylvia Fowles dunking for the first time in 13 years. In her <laughs> mid-30s, that's amazing. But there were a few other things that were noticed. The skills and three competition was at a gym set up at the McCormick Convention Center across the street from Wintrust because Wintrust was, and I'm reading from the New York Times, being used by a cookware convention. We found out it was Pepper Chef. <laughs> The skills in three-point was closed to the general public. Nike Youth Leagues were in attendance. The broadcast of it was bumped by this very network from ESPN to ESPNU because of the Wimbledon's men's doubles. The Chance the Rapper concert, also not open to the public, the league said over concerns of gun violence. And the game tipped off at 10 a.m. Pacific. But of course, you're looking at this video here. Everyone noticed at the same time, that's the size of the WNBA oh All-Star. MVP trophy. Kelsey Plum, Commissioner Kathy Engelbert, holding it there with pinkies out, like helping her get to midcourt. Pinkies out. Emily, what? You know, you listed a lot of frustrations at the end there, but I want to do something and talk about something that you just kind of passed by, and I want to let it breathe. Sylvia Fowles, like, can we give her her due? It was her and Sue Bird's last time. We were giving them the mm-hmm. last hurrah. Sue Bird gets her flowers. Sylvia Fowles, that dunk was legit. Yeah, right. Also, the fact that she hit a three, that she had not hit a three just once in her entire 15-year career and does it in this game to get the crowd going, I just thought that was such a cool way to go out. Mm-hmm. Pablo Torre. Yeah, look, the production values, Tony, they cannot be, well, they can't apparently be underestimated because that was a trophy for ants. What are you doing? Have we learned anything from trophies in general? Just make them bigger. Everybody likes trophies. Yeah, like they like their checks. Exactly. Enormous, right? Give us enormous checks and trophies, please. It's a simple solution, Kathy Engelberg. Come on. Clinton Yates. 
We've also learned just again how much power the WNBA players have and how sort of the camaraderie of them is really what fuels this league when so much other nonsense is going on around them. The talent level is so high. Diana Taurasi doesn't even make the roster in this particular mm-hmm. situation, which is amazing overall in terms of where that league has come from a development standpoint. Tim Kalashaw. It's a little bit like watching the Colorado Avalanche play lights out hockey for two months and going up to Gabriel Landeskog and going, here, here's your trophy. Carry this around. This is the cup. And he's putting it over his head like that. Look That's at that. He's got a look like out there. And Kelsey Plum deserves better. She, her first Absolutely. three years in the league, average below 10 points. This year, 20 points a game, leads the league. That's exactly right. Deserves better better. is the headline throughout all of this. The Wintrust Arena is the home gym of the sky. They could not. I know the, what was the name of the chef? The pampered chef scheduled it before. I can't believe. A little too pampered. The WNBA couldn't. Cooking shows are pretty big. We need to be doing the three-pointer. We should have people here. Canceling uh, open concerts. Under the idea of gun violence, well, then the whole yeah, All-Star that was, weekend, that would be a fear. And right. it is a fear for all of us in this country. But that odd. sounded yeah. terrible. Deserve better. Tim Kalisha. Deserved better. I believe, yes, that applies to you, too. I, you had the prop. I'm going to give This is going to help your points per game for the season. Clinton Yates. Thank you. Thank you for your time today as well. Emily Kaplan, <laughs> Pablo Torre. Showdown. Two minutes. Wish I brought props. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. The annual NFL Executive Coaches Players Vote, conducted by ESPN, a slow reveal this week. Today, top 10 quarterbacks, and look at the list. This is it. Here's the list. Dak 10, Watson 9, Wilson 8, Herbert 7, Stafford 6, Burrow 5, Brady 4, Allen 3, 2, Mahomes, Rodgers 1. Some people have noticed Lamar Jackson didn't make the top 10. If you're putting him in the 10, you got to take somebody out of him. Oh, I don't know. What about Deshaun Watson who hasn't played football in two years or Dak Prescott? The only way you can justify this is that Ravens management skewed the voting tub with a negotiation tactic after that how high I need wow. to Lamar put on wow. social media. Wow. So I am going, obviously, Lamar ahead of Deshaun Watson, ahead of Dak Prescott, also ahead of Russell Wilson, Tony. Like, have we watched football in the last couple of years? Russell Wilson, yes, in a new system, new team, new everything. But, like, Lamar Jackson has been way better than Russell Wilson. 
And I just wish I had a conspiracy theory now to make <laughs> Oh, that? Oh, it was Russell Wilson. I thought Wilson was Zach Wilson. I don't know. What's he been up to lately? We'll move on. Showdown two, we have a face plant off. You always hear about people in my position saying, they're okay after this. I want to tell you a secret. <laughs> we never know if they're okay. We hope they're okay. Some of us hope they're okay. Ooh. We never know. We just use their pain for our acclaim. For shame. Anyways, Phillies outfielder Matt Vierling or the fan Pablo, who ate it best for us, worst for them. It is so hard to go Jack Nicholson and the Departed on some grass and make the catch, Tony. Give me that. He actually made the play, got the out, and obviously paid some sort of price. Okay. Facially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The only worst look for a Braves fan is a tomahawk chalk. But seriously, the only panelist today who has eaten dirt on the sidewalk on their 22nd birthday and had 13 stitches, I'm extremely triggered by that fan. I would take grass as a much softer landing. Wow. I believe we have a story we need to hear now. 22nd birthday was... There may have been a lot going on, Emily. Take the FaceTime in a second. I'm a self-proclaimed bagel snob, and people ask me what that means. Well, it means that I'm from New Jersey, and I lived in New York, and I refuse to eat bagels in other parts of the country, including Chicago, where I live, no matter how many times people say they're good. However, I'd like to add Montreal to the list of acceptable bagels. Yes, they're different. They're a little sweeter. They're denser. But as someone who has a lot of Jewish guilt, you don't feel as guilty about the amount of calories and carbs you're consuming. <laughs> they're very good. Très bien. J'adore, mais oui. Okay. Montreal bagels are acceptable. 11 out of 10. 11 out of 10, whoa! And you are our Way bagel ball. Bagel in that bagel. I've never thought, Long Island and Jersey, I mean, wait a second. So a bagel was involved with you falling down and needing 13 stitches on your 20 second No, I went to the NHL draft and I got a bagel as a reward. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>